ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. I am Dustin Owen, and with me today is a friend, an ex-competitor, a colleague in the industry, and just an overall awesome person, Toby Moyle. Toby, welcome to the show. Thanks. What an intro. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Uh, we're pumped to have you. So um, I know you, but the audience doesn't. And I, I want to give as brief and as accurate as an intro as I can. Uh, Toby is a 20-year veteran of the mortgage industry. She is a John Maxwell certified trainer yep. or instructor. Coach. Yep. Coach. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and for the past two years, she's been dedicating herself to being a full-time coach to sales teams and sales professionals targeted mainly towards the real estate and mortgage industries. That's right. um, you do have some clients outside of the industry. That's right. Yep. Um, and you're a keynote speaker. Yes. And I thought, and by the way, in your local Yes, right here in Orlando. Yeah, yes, so right yep. so in our backyard, someone that we could actually have come to, to the office studio and still be somewhat sensitive to COVID-19. That's right. We have to be, right? Yes, yeah. we're in this unusual time, I like to say, so for sure. No, I'm gra glad to be here. I, I, I jump at any opportunity where we could still, to your point, social distance, still be careful, but genuinely where we can get out and see people face-to-face, -face, you know? No, it, it's, it is rather nice. So, you know, thank you very much for taking the time and making the seven-minute drive from uh, your house to get grueling. to the office. Grueling, yeah. um, you somehow were still 15 minutes late, <laughs> but I won't hold it against you. Story of my life. Yes. Yeah, uh, mine too. <laughs> mine too. My wife always gives me shit because she's like, it's not that you do it intentionally. She's like, you just think you are better than you are. I'm like, what do you mean I'm better than I am? And yeah, she's like, good, I like that though. Yeah. I like this. I like oh, this theory that she has on you. Yes, yes. that could be. I might. Yeah, I, you think you can do it all? Right? I think yeah. I can do yes. it all. Yes, I think I can. I can, I can, I can squeeze it all in. Yeah. Um, so you were sharing with me off camera that you've been um, indulging in some of the the previous episodes. So I totally appreciate that. Yes. You're definitely you know one of those hundred listeners that we currently have. Um, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing here. Um, yeah, hats off. It's great. Content is great. I'm going to be encouraging everyone that I'm connected with to, to follow and subscribe. It's really great. And I know the effort and the time and the energy that goes into putting on a show like this. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, because this is not really your great. first podcast. Really great. Right? You've, I, you've been featured several times on other podcasts. Don't mean to brag, but, <laughs> you know, I've been on yeah. a couple podcasts. No, it's funny. Everybody, a lot of people start podcasts, it, it feels like. And uh, very few people stick, number one, stick to pot doing the podcast. They might actually have a good idea and they don't just keep going with it, which you obviously have done um, a great job of. But it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. I think, um, yeah, I think sometimes people see people do other things. And that goes for a lot of things in life. And they think, oh, that looks fun or I'm going to try that. And it's a lot of work. Anything you want to do well, right, and that you want to be proud of and have a legacy. I think anything like that takes work. Well, so. Correct. So I much of success it. just takes stick to it That's like, do you have the That's ability right. to stick to it? That's right. You don't have to be the best. You yeah. just have to sometimes outlast That's right. those that, that yeah. aren't willing to, to go the full distance. That's a lot um, of it. So as a, as a listener, you've learned that we, we try to, although it's called the loan officer podcast, like one of the underlying themes, it's, it's everything you should learned in high school, but didn't, mm -hmm. or, Everything you should learn in high school, but you know it wasn't taught. Right. Um, so I, I definitely want to make sure that that we keep that in mind 
when you and I start doing our back and forth. And we also gear gear the the episodes towards literally everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's there's episodes that are definitely more geared towards, hey, if you are in financial sales or you are a loan officer yourself. Right. But there's also episodes that are like, no, if you're a parent, you should listen to this. And if you're a future home buyer, you should listen to this. Um, so let's do this. I want to sit back. Yes. And I want to make this the Toby show. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, you're my guest, but you have so much to offer. And I'm going to do what I do not well, which is shut my mouth. No, gosh. Yes. No, I hope you don't. So um, I'm... I. I'm uncomfortable when it's ironic, right? Because like you mentioned, I do a lot of public speaking, a lot of workshops and seminars, and I like being up in front of groups of people. But when it when the spotlight is on me, per se, to talk about myself and my history, it's funny. I, I get all verklempt and, and weird. So I like the back and forth. I love, I love having conversations and having the dialogue. Um, so yeah, we were talking about how I how I got to be here where I met today. And that, to your point, might bring some, provide some value to someone along their journey. I believe in the adage that uh, all of us is smarter than one of us, so we can learn from each other. 100%. Um, so yeah, I'm now I'm, I'm making my living as a coach, as a business coach. And that's a distinction as well. So there's a lot of different types of coaches, right? We think of sports coaching and uh, physical coaches, fitness coaches. Um, so I'm in the business, specifically in the business realm, and I help people to achieve their goals. So that looks like a lot of different things, depending on the person and where they're at on their business journey, their professional journey. But it usually starts with helping someone to design a business plan, a business strategy. And then as a coach, I help them implement, and to use your word, to the stick to I help them stick to the plan that we've created together. So I bring to the table a lot of experience because, you know, I've had a certain measure of success in my um, in my past and my background in the banking industry and the mortgage industry. But also, um, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of a lot of training and a lot of coaching around the psychology of personal development and mindset, because all that stuff there again, no matter if you're a loan officer, you're a real estate agent, you're a business owner. Um, I believe that a lot of our success is attributed to our mindset and how much time we've actually spent on developing that uh, said mindset. Let's, well, so, so let's jump into that. Yeah. Because uh, you say mindset, because you also mentioned things like a business plan. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure we all have gone through some kind of a seminar or a workshop yes. about a business plan. I mean, yeah. that is that is business 101. Right. But what type of mindset do I need to have when I'm developing my business plan? Yeah, so the biggest one, there's so many things, but I think one of the things is um, to be aware, be self-aware. That's a big umbrella, right? Be self-aware of your strengths, what holds you back, what's held you back in the past, your fears, what you're saying to yourself, your self-talk. So those are the things that I love to work with people in a one-on-one basis. Um, I, you know, when you, Whenever you have a coach, you, that person is looking uh, as an expert from the outside looking in at your life, your business. So they, it's interesting because they don't have the bias that you have. We all have our own bias about ourselves, and I, I do what I do every day. You do what you do every day because we think it's kind of the way to do it. Yeah. It's working for us to whatever degree we got where we are. And so to break those habits, good or bad, or to take your level up, to take your business to the next level, you have to have some way of getting outside of that same little routine and as a coach, I can help people just ask them questions, right? Help them through that thought process. Hey, have you thought about doing it this way, Dustin? You're doing it this way and it's netting you this result. If you want a different result, you got to do different things. Let's figure out a different way. So it's equal parts tactical, 
uh, what, what I work on. So to your point, you know, click here, do this, let's set up a landing page for your business. It's equal, at least what I do is equal parts tactical help as a coach and equal parts mindset of exactly what you said. You're so spot on. We know what to do. Generally speaking, we know if you want to meet more people, you have to call them or shake hands or prospect somehow. Yeah. I think we all, for the most part, know what to do. It's the, why don't we do it? Yeah. Why don't we do it? And is, is it as simple as (laughs) being honest with oneself? A lot of it, I I think. Yeah. A lot of it. Um, yeah, it's it's why don't we take the action number one, and then the other big piece for most of us is why don't we keep doing that action? Why don't we? You know, we might start it, we try it, but then we get down on ourselves if it doesn't happen as quick uh, as we want. We were, like you said, talking uh, off off camera here a second ago about you know building your followers online. Just to very use a very specific example, how many people watching for their business purposes, have a Facebook business page or an Instagram business page, and they're trying to build up those followers and to meet new people and get their brand out there. And how many people say they get down on themselves because they only have 121 people that liked their page, even though they've been putting a lot of time and energy and effort into it. That That's a critical time when that person decides, when they wake up in the morning, if they're going to continue working on that page and take their valuable time. So it's very valuable time, even if you're not spending money, you're spending your your greatest resource, your most valuable resource, your time. Mm -hmm. Are you going to take your time out of your day and keep plugging away and keep doing what you know works? Or are you going to say, I'm going to do something else and I'm going to abort mission and try to do something else that Sally in my office is doing that's working for her? Do you have any quick easies? When it comes to, I say quickies, like a quick, easy tip or trick, a hack, yeah, Yeah. a life hack. Yeah. When it comes to mindset, when, when I'm having that day, when I wake up and I'm feeling frustrated or down on myself or I'm doubting myself. Yeah. Um, do you have any like quick go-tos? There's a lot. Um, you know, we, we just talked about business planning and Mm -hmm. having a business plan and don't get me wrong. It's almost dangerous. I, I think there should be a rule and tell me if I'm right. There should be a rule that in the first few minutes of any podcast, you don't use the word business plan because it's like a surefire, not a very sexy word and like not very exciting business plan. This is going to be a fun conversation. So let's call it a a goal, having a goal. A roadmap. A roadmap, maybe a little track to run on. I don't know. But I think it starts there because there are, it's so important to have, I like with my clients to have a simple, keep it simple, right? Five things a day that you are going to commit to yourself that you are going to do every day, heck or high water, you're going to just run those same plays. Having the plan in advance sets you up for the days when you don't feel as motivated because we're going to have them, when you feel you're not as ambitious that day. If you leave it up to happenstance that every day you're going to try to write down your to-dos and that's going to dictate what you spend your effort on, there's going to be times when you've set yourself up to fail because then, you know, so you want it simple. You want something that a roadmap, I'll, I'll use that. I like that word, a roadmap that you can just, all right, I'm going to do these 10 things because this is what I do every single day. Um, another thing is an accountability partner. There again, two words that don't sound very exciting. Having a friend, a confidant, mm-hmm. a mentor, a coworker, a leader like yourself, someone that you share your goals with and you share how you plan to achieve well, those yeah, goals. To me, it's someone you don't want to let down. That's right. I mean, it's someone that, that you don't want to That's let down. That's a great down. way to say it. Yeah. When, when I think of um, you know, the accountability partner, I start going to things that I enjoy. I enjoy working out. Yeah. Well, I do a better job of working out when I meet someone else at the gym Yes. because I feel like I'm going to let him down if I'm not there 
Now I'm not there on time. Yeah. But I will still show up if I know that their person, that person is going to be there by six thirty. I'll be there by six forty. Yeah, you know, but I'm still going to be there because yeah. I have that accountability partner. Speaking of like like working out, Peloton. Yeah, Peloton's like the biggest craze, guys. It's a freaking stationary bike. Yeah, like Nothing it's new, a, right. it's a stationary bike. Yeah. Oh, but it comes with an accountability partner and a coach. Right. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go out and spend my life savings on yeah, this. Yeah, you're you so know, right. But, Weight but Watchers, you know, the, the weigh-ins, and now they do them virtual weigh-ins. But yeah, that accountability to other people. We're statistically, and it's been proven study after study, that we're, we're more likely to let ourselves down and be okay with that than we are to let somebody else down. Exactly what you said, yeah. Now, um, you know, because we're friends, I know your babies are fur babies, so yes. they don't have an opportunity to talk back to you, which well, not, is a good yet. thing. I'm working on it. Which is a good thing. Every day, I'm like, yeah. guys, okay, if you can just say a couple words, if you can just work on this, mommy never has to go to work again. Yeah. We are, we're golden. We're good. But when, 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 when folks are looking for an accountability partner, yeah. depending on where they are in age, look at your children. Yeah, it's a great Look great at your point. children because two things happen. A, That's a great do you practice what you preach? Meaning, if your kids were showing the behavior that you're showing, would you be proud of them mm-hmm. or would you reprimand them? Yeah. And then secondly, keeping that in mind, use that as your motivator. Yeah. Do you want to lead by example? Do you want to let your children down? Yeah. I don't know one parent that's like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to let my kids down. That's a great point. No. Like, that's always a good accountability partner if you don't have someone in your office or if for whatever reason you're not at a point where you're, mm-hmm. where you're able to pay for a coach. Yep. If you are a parent, you have some accountability partners that, that you're raising yeah. that you can go do it for. Well, they'll probably be honest with you. I'm guessing they're, again, I'm Sans kid, so I don't, I'm guessing no, but they'd tell you like, hey, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do it. You know, they'll give you that honest. My kids feedback. are so yeah. honest. They yeah. tell me daily how embarrassing I am. Um, oh, hey. Yeah, or I'm the yeah. worst father ever. They're also teenagers, so I think that comes with the uh, the, the territory. Right. That's right. Um, no, and then you mentioned goal setting, and when you're talking about goal setting, you know something I've learned, even with with Coleman and I launching this podcast, mm-hmm. and you know we launched it with with really two people in mind. It was the 50 plus sales professionals that that I am fortunate to be a part of leading on yes. a daily basis, yep. and it's the thousands. Of, of homeowners that I've been fortunate enough in my career to have, have helped yeah. when they were looking to finance a home purchase or a home refinance. And over the past 15 years, I kept on saying the same things and I kept on giving the same advice and getting some positive feedback. And we're like, well, let's put it on you know, on, on a recording. Yeah. But you know, now that we're doing it, John and I, Coleman and I have set goals yep. for us that, well, we want to have this many people follow us on Facebook and this many people on Instagram. And, um, you know, we, we, we dream of a day that we're so popular that on YouTube, YouTube actually gives us our own URL and it's not the one that is like 17,000 characters long. Right. Um, that being said, what I've learned with goal setting personally is I had to quit setting the goal based on getting 10,000 likes Mm -hmm. The goal is in the activity. Thank you. Something the, you can control. Something, yeah. I can't control That's right. That's a good how quickly we obtain 10,000 Facebook followers. That's right. But I can control how many times we post, what the content is like, That's and then right. we have to celebrate it. I think too many times people are like, well, well, I want to be a millionaire by 40. Right. Okay, great. But let's talk about the, the activities it's going to take. You're going to need to earn X amount of dollars. You're going to need to save X amount of dollars. Okay. And when you earn that much, you celebrate it. When you save that much, you celebrate it. 
and know that the end result is going to be there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that's a great distinction, and very few people ever think about that or say that, so you're spot on. Yeah, the distinction is, is it something that you can do? Is it a pass or fail? You can make that happen. I like the metaphor, the analogy is of uh, I'd like it to be sunny tomorrow. I'd really yeah. like it to be sunny tomorrow and a nice, beautiful day. 78, no control, humidity. Yeah, I can't control that. It's a good goal that it's going to be a nice day tomorrow. What I what can I control? I can control what I wear tomorrow. I can be prepared if I think it's going to rain, if I'm going to bring an umbrella. Yeah, goals are about what you and the activities leading up to said goal or to achieve the goals. Yeah, what can you control? And you're right. You set yourself up to fail if you always give yourself a goal of something that is just something that, yeah. Yeah, no, and I love this achieve. topic of mindset, so I really want to stay on it. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm already um, – for those of for those that they can't see, yeah. uh, Toby is sitting in Coleman's chair. Coleman's still here. He's just right now behind the camera, directing us, oh, producing man. us. Oh, man. Um, oh, there he is. But uh, He's but you know, Coleman, I'm thinking this should be like mindset with Moyle. Like that oh, should be like I the like the title, mindset with Moyle. Um, although, like you're Toby to everybody. Like that's such yes. a cool name, and it's only four letters, and it's oh, just. Oh well, thank you. I don't know. When I said yes, I didn't mean that it's a cool name. Yes. I meant that people know me. As no, Toby. it's just like like if thank you say you. Toby, it's, it's like well, well, which one? There's only two. Yes, you're right. Um, at least in in, <laughs> in the and, whole world, in the whole entire two. world, yeah, in only... the whole entire world. Uh, but no, in in our general Central yes. Florida market, there's basically it's a two rare name. two moil two two moils two Tobys that that are in the 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 real yeah. estate business right. uh, arena. Um, that's but, funny. Yeah. But. Um, no, uh, on the mindset Mind. aspect. Yes. So you, for a living, you speak in front of large audiences. Yes. For a living, you coach sales professionals. Yes. Thinking about mindset, what's the mindset of a top producer versus a mindset with someone who um, is struggling to reach the, the, their maximum potential? So let me make, it's a great question. And let me make, if you don't mind, Ooh. let me veer off here for just a second and make a distinction on something you just said because I'm, I'm going to run this through a filter, a lens of bringing value to people out there. My guess is there are quite a few people that uh, will watch this, this or listen to your episode and say, I want to um, have a, my own podcast, like we mentioned, or I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to make my living as a the expert industry is what they call that when people make their living kind of uh, as the shmi. Know, yes, give, exactly. Subject matter expert giving advice and so forth. Um, so, because I want to be totally honest, and whether it's good or maybe it's something uh, to my own detriment, but I'm full disclosure. There again, this will bring value to somebody. So, when I left my corporate career after 20 years, had climbed the corporate ladder, and I always joke because I'm like, I don't know where I was climbing, but I was climbing nah, somewhere. You, hey, you were big dogging it. Oh, yeah, like, right. Like, it was no, typical big dog. No, not at all. But I was, hey, I was climbing. To me, The what mattered to me, we all have drivers, right? A driver for me was to have a nice position, to be well thought of, to be known positively in my industry. And so, uh, to me, climbing the corporate ladder was a way to, to check all those boxes. And when I left, the, I loved my job and, and still love that, that world. But I left thinking that I was kind of a midlife crisis of sorts. And I thought, this is my second act. You know, what do I mm -hmm. want to do, God willing, with the second piece of my, the rest of my career? And I really uh, looked up to and have watched motivational type speakers for, for a long time. And that's an interesting story, too. And I'd love to hear yours of that kind of the, the entree into 
personal development space because usually people have an interesting origin story of how they really got into that. But I have loved, you know, the the obligatory names, the Tony Robbins and Jim Rohns, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar's, all these kind of those that that ilk. And Did I, you know? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Dale Carnegie. Yes. Changed the spelling of Carnegie to match that of the Carnegie oh, family out of uh, Manhattan. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. There you go. I, I learned that very yeah. interesting fact listening to a podcast yeah, that's funny. Um, like two weeks ago. Interesting. But I haven't fact-checked it. I haven't fact-checked yeah, it. So, well. but, but nonetheless, go Yeah, that's an, that is interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, so I thought that I wanted to be like those guys, right? That they're, again, that's a very human trait. Like they're doing something that I want to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, follow their course. And... Not to make this a male or female thing, but there weren't many well, females in that space. I was going to say the same exact thing. No, you said those guys. Right. Yeah. They're like all men. Now, there's some females even now. you got Mel Robbins and Lisa. Um, oh, gosh, I can't think of Lisa's last name. Sorry. But there's Lampanelli. Maybe. I love me some Lisa yeah, Lampanelli. Yeah, <laughs> And there's um, uh, Rachel Hollis. You know, there's more females now. But still, not at that top tier level. Not as many, certainly. So I thought I need to add some, you know, the female voice to this whole uh, genre. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I want to do. And I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. But in my mind, I thought, wrongly as of right now, that I could make a substantial living just going on stage and, like, people were just going to just start – I don't know if the money was going to get, like, thrown at the stage or if they were going to write me a big check to come to the I – di- I didn't really work out all those on the, my business plan that I preach so much about. I didn't have those details ironed out. But somehow I thought that I was going to have a lot of – many millions in my bank account from going on stage. Yeah, people were lining up to yeah, stroke you five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 checks to come and speak for an hour. got like, it all yeah. figured out, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> Coleman's laughing because, hey, most people won't admit this. I'm not, like I said, I'm full disclosure. So I thought that this was how this was going to work. Quickly, quickly to realize that's, that's, not how, that's not how it works. So I started doing more coaching. That's how I really got into the coaching, uh, to be honest. It wasn't that that was my plan. It was just how, how do I monetize my knowledge, my connections, my experience, coaching, right? Yes. So group coaching kind of is a, is a variation of the public speaking, motivational speaking that I thought. And I do get paid to do some speaking, but it's certainly, I'm such small little potatoes to anything that I'm a far, far cry from where I like to be. Everyone starts somewhere, yes, right? Uh, I mean, you were, hmm. you were talking about the Gary Vee videos that you went back yes, and watched from 12, yes, 13 years ago. I'm a far away, but I am still, to your point, hey, there if there is an audience of one or a thousand, I am there, right? So, and I've done, I have, I joke, but I've been honored not to take away from any of the nice paid speaking engagements that I've done. Yes. There have been some good ones. Um, but anyways, I say all that to say that sometimes the value in that is I think we see people, and because I certainly do it with my profile, I post the, every event that I speak at and I brag about on my bio, I talk about that I've done things with the National Association of this and that, and I have. That said... I think some people watch things and they think that everybody is just making all this money and it's so easy and it's, you know, you just, if you know a little something, you share it and everybody's just going to pay you. It's a, to your point, it takes time and mm-hmm. I am on that journey. So I'm not, certainly not giving up along those lines. But if someone's listening and, and they're down on themselves because they're a coach or they're a speaker and they're not where they want to be, I would tell you that the other 99% of people that you see, especially on social media, that say how great they're doing and, Oh, they're just made, you know, I don't show up for less than $300,000 and, you know, you got to hold your price and all that. 
peel back the onion on some of that. Very few people will be honest and say, and it's not just me, anecdotally, I've talked to many, many very successful speakers and coaches uh, that say, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a journey. That's a long time. I mean, to get big money for that. Um, So it's been humbling, but it's also a lesson in, you kind of have to flex and you kind of, you know, if you have something that's so uh, uh, concrete in your mind that you want it to be just like this, Sometimes the, the the goal here, the lesson here is sometimes you have to be flexible and sometimes you have to say, okay, maybe it doesn't look just like this because I had it in my mind to look one way. Maybe it looks a different way. And in my mind, why did I want to be on stage and make my living as a speaker, motivational speaker kind of lady? Because I wanted to help people to improve their lives. Well, that's what I do every day. Yeah. So, right. So I'm still doing it. It just looks a little different. Uh, so, so is that is that what a top producer like I, I used the term top producer but yeah. someone who has achieved success in the top 20 percentile mm-hmm. top 10 percentile of what they do yeah in my industry the mortgage industry we call call those people top producers that's right but is is that just the the minor shift in the mindset of someone who is in the top 10 percent of what they do versus someone who is in the the middle 50 percent of what they do? Is it is it a shift in mindset of of just never giving up, or is it a shift in mindset of being able to to admit when when whatever they slung at the wall wasn't right. the right thing to sling at the wall? Like yeah. what what is it about mindset that is setting these people apart? Yeah, so many things, and you know this, right? Um, I'd love to hear. Uh, I, we could both make a mm-hmm. list of fifty things easily that set those people apart. The I like to come from the average from the achievers is kind mm-hmm. of the little nomenclature that I like to use. The, the average producers, not no indictment on those people, by the way, you know, but the steady eddy, average middle of the road producers versus those those high, consistent high achievers. A couple of things that come to my mind, there again, there's a lot, but a couple of things that come to my mind are the, the consistent high achievers do, a, in my opinion, do a lot of little things better extra, extra, right? They're um, above average in a lot of little categories. I don't think it's that they come in a you know $10,000 suit every day, but maybe they do dress a little bit better than the next guy. They show up on time versus 10 minutes late, like yours, mine truly. Um, it's a lot of little things. And so sometimes it's almost hard to visually see or to tell, but it's that culmination of a lot of little things that adds up to being a big difference. So, no, I, I would agree 100%. Yeah. And that even correlates with my 15-year-old son. I mean, we talk about dominate the little things. Yep. Do the little things better. Yep. I'm talking if you're Any a 15-year-old yep. kid listening to this and you have your first girlfriend. Yes. Okay. Little things might just be yeah. a text out of nowhere for no reason just to say hi. Yeah. You know, the little things are you know, sliding a card into her backpack that you spent $3 and 50 cents at, uh, you know, well, they don't even have hallmarks anymore. I guess you go to target yeah. to get a, to get some kind of a card. Like, you know, yeah. the little things, little if you're things. playing sports, I tell my kid, the little things are you spent 10 minutes today stretching out your hamstrings because your position requires you to be flexible. Yes. You know, those are, those are little things in business. Yeah. It's yeah. the little things. Yeah. So it the, the and- mindset is to be able to consistently dominate the little things. Yeah, whatever it is, to your point, even if it has no correlation in your mind to, yeah, how am I going to sell more pizzas at my restaurant because my car's clean? It it all matters. It's all those little things because in your mind, you're telling yourself it's nice to have a clean car. You take pride in that. Mm. You did something. You finished a task. 
it's all so many psychological things. But the self-talk to me, and that's why doing things and completing things matters, what we tell ourselves there again, from a side, so it's an interesting thing because a lot of what interests me about uh, personal development and coaching and business success is a lot of science and a lot of biology. So there's a lot of veins that run through of why I why I find it so interesting. Yeah. So so just a little side note for the listeners: yes. Toby's degree is in biology. That's right. Like she's all about um, reptiles. But you have like, what's the technical term for it? Like you study herpetology. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought herpes. So not herpes. Yeah. It's not something I advertise. No, no, but it's, it's reptiles and (laughs) and you could probably name every genome of, of Floridian reptiles. Yes. Good for you. It's pretty awesome. It's a little weird. So if the coaching gig doesn't work out. That's right. And the, and the speaking gig doesn't work out. I'm sure you could always, you know, drive down to Kissimmee where we have the world famous Gatorland. Gatorland. And uh, you can look at getting a gig at, uh, at Gatorland. There you go. So like you said, if you I are... highly doubt you'll need to, but maybe you'll want to. Maybe <laughs> hey. that'll be like your third career. Never know. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's like Toby Moyle 3.0. This uh, is 2.0. I merge them together and bring uh, like a big boa constrictor out on stake, uh, on the stage. And that would be my like shtick, right? So it'd be like Toby, the motivational speaker with her boa. I don't know. That actually would be really cool. Yeah, actually, all that kidding would aside, be really cool. it would be a thing. It would go viral and it would actually probably totally work. The more outlandish things you can do right now, we're in that in that world where like if I were to do some crazy shtick like that, some crazy thing, it actually well, would, you, it you would, would work. You yes. would all, you sadly, would, you would almost have to have the uh, yeah. the boa bite you and then wrap around you, and like you're such the pro that you don't even wince when it bites That's you, right. and when it starts squeezing and, contri- and, and and constricting on you, you just keep going. Like you take yeah. it all in stride. Britney like Britney Spears yeah. style. Remember when she held <laughs> that when at the AMA yes. or something or video music awards? She walked out with the yeah. That would be. Uh, yeah, that's a, whole, uh, that's a whole visual I'm getting. So but. that's a whole different mindset to yeah, have that ability. Yeah. Um, but, but no, like like mindset or like self-limiting beliefs. Beliefs, huge. Yeah. I mean, it, it, is that, one of, is that right. one of the biggest deterrents on, on someone? And, and I hate saying being successful because there's varying levels of success sure. and we each have our own. And different measures, right? Be successful at business and are successful with your family, like you mentioned, successful in the eyes of God and your community. I mean, there's a million different measures. To your point, we're talking about. Yeah, but but one. if if I were to me as a person, Dustin Owen, if I were to look at someone else saying, I want to have what they have because I look up to them, I admire them, but I can't. Right. Uh, I'm not that good. Well, we all do that to a degree, a little bit, a little, some, uh, a little, you know, molecule of that in some um, of us, because we all have so much opportunity, right? We're in America. I mean, yeah. you can do anything, literally. Um, so a quote that I love to read, and so I will I caveat that because I say a lot of little quotes and little ditties that I uh, rip off from other people, but something that I read just a few years ago that I repeat all the time and some maybe, I don't know, it stuck to me for some reason, was that the person that makes $30,000 a year, again, nothing wrong with that, but the person that makes 30000 versus the person that makes $30 million a year versus the person that makes $3 billion a year, they all have the same 24 hours in the day. So it just comes down to what we spend our time on and what we think that we can accomplish. And I'm sure you've seen it with your, your team. I'm sure you've seen it as a leader that that belief of being so convicted that you can truly, it's one thing to say it. It's like real, it's almost cliche. You know, you can achieve anything you put your mind to, right? Like you can do it. There's that. And then there's actually really believing that you can do it, really knowing, owning that. 
And I think as a, as a leader, I saw it for many years, and I'm, there again, I'm sure you've seen it, where let's say you have a loan officer that's used to making $7,000 in commissions every month. And then once that person one time has a big month where they see that paycheck, the money goes into their account where they made $20,000 a month, let's say. It's a different level of belief. Now in their mind, it's not you as their leader saying, I know you can do this. If you want to make more money, you can do it. You have the skills. You can do it. Once they see it and they actually realize it, then it's, it's easy for that person almost to keep to keep making that, right? It's like they've crossed over. I used to say, if we can just get them there one time over the mountain, now they know they can do it. Haven't you seen that many oh, times? A, where a it's like, then it's, a, then it's like, you, you know it. I had this conversation yesterday with uh, one of our rookie loan officers. He, he did a career change last January. So here we are in it's <clears> June, <throat> by the way, 2020. And um, he was just making a comment. He's like, man, can you believe that I'm freaking out that I only have four transactions scheduled to close in July? Mm-hmm. Because the past three months, he's been at seven transactions. But if I were to rewind just a year ago, just 12 months, he would have been thrilled with four transactions. Because a year ago, he was only six months into his career. Yes. And four transactions was a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, no, the sky's the limit. So now we can challenge him. Well, just like you went from four to seven, you'll be able to go from seven to 10. Yeah. Yeah. But like like for me, I've been very fortunate in life. One and, and it's like most of us. Uh, one of our usually our faults are also our, our strengths mm-hmm. in, a, in a certain degree. And mm-hmm. um, you know, one I don't have any self limiting beliefs. That's great. But that also comes with well, you know, there's an arrogance that comes with that, or maybe there's a cockiness that comes with that, yeah, or or mean. a foolishness, yeah. Yeah. just a straight up foolishness. But if someone were, if someone were to have self limiting beliefs, yep. are there exercises for them to do? Are there books for them to read? Like, how would you? When, when I'm sure you have clients that have these self-limiting beliefs. You you can see the potential in them, but they don't see it. Right. How do we pull that out of them? How do we get them to see that potential? So for me, one of the the, um, things that I'm most grateful to be able to provide for my clients is to be, rather than just the self-talk that those things they're saying to themselves, to be that, that cheerleader, to have someone, and it could be there again, your family, could be friends, to have, surround yourself with people that believe in you and that say it, like that actually say the words, I believe in you, you are you got this, you know, you can do this, you, you, you look at all the other, remind you, look at all the other things you've accomplished, right? You've done this a million times, just apply that to this. I think that's a big deal is who you surround yourself with. And sometimes, I mentioned family, sometimes it's tough because our families can hold us back. Sometimes the people that, we, that are closest to us uh, for a lot of reasons. They don't want to see you get hurt. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see you try something and then fail. So they try to protect you by kind of putting those thoughts in your mind that you can't do it, you know. Yeah, fire them. Yeah. You like should, literally yeah. fire yeah, them. They're they're they're, you know, they're still your sister. They're still That's your mom, right. but they're no longer your confidant. Yeah. Don't go to that person yeah. when you have an idea because you know they're going to poop on it, yep. right? They're going to be like, ah, oh, that's not a good idea. Um, I have those people in my life that are family members. And to your point, it's, sometimes it's hard. But, yeah, those people are not the people that when I have a new idea that I talk to because they're going to say, oh, another I- another idea, boa constrictor on stage. That's a real great idea. Yeah. You know, that's silly. Yeah, I'm not going to bring that up to that person. So yeah. but it's it's easy. Some of the uh, everything, as I'm hearing us talk, um, all these things, if you're not in a place to receive them, i.e. you're not in a place where you're willing to maybe change some things, willing to take some different actions, 
um, it can be hard because I think that's the that's the precursor probably to back it way up. That's a precursor to everything is if you want a different result in your relationships and your anything business. If you want a different result, you're going to have to do different things. And it's so simple. It's such a simple little line. doesn't mean it's easy, right? But it's simple. But I think you have to be in a place where you're like, okay, I get that, and I'm willing to take some action on it. Yeah. Well, you just reminded me. So if I were to fly up to uh, Pewaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Pewaukee, Wisconsin is where Waterstone Mortgage's headquarters is. And that's where Rich Tucker, he's Waterstone Senior VP of Operations. In his office, as big as big can be, painted on the wall. Nothing changes if nothing changes, mm. right? And it's like we talk about mindset yeah. and and you know whether it's self doubt or self belief. Well, whatever you've been doing, yes, you got to change it. That's right. Um, it's some really quick. I mean, yeah, catch up. No. you mentioned John Maxwell earlier, and something he says is, and I just said it this morning on a call, is practice. We think of practice when we're young. We hear practice makes perfect, mm-hmm. right? But practice, John Maxwell says, makes permanent. Yes. So the things that we do over and over again, they're going to be wrong or right or whatever. The things we do, we just keep ingraining them into our habits and ingraining them into our mind. So if you want to get outside of that little spinning circle, yeah, you have to you have to do something different. So I have an interesting story, if I can share it, about, it. about belief and, and self-limiting beliefs and telling ourselves things. So I'm going to change a little bit of the circumstance, and I won't say the right names to protect the uh, people in the story. But I was... Uh, Dustin and Coleman. <laughs> Present company excluded not from the story. <laughs> um, so I was a, a, a leader of a sales team, and I was a, a new leader of just taking over this particular team. And I thought a fun activity for me to get to under, know some of these people. There was about 50 people in this particular group in this area. I brought them all in for a face-to-face meeting, and I said, let's do some little – I do a lot of goofy things as a leader. I had fun little activities like, you know, little um, – I don't know, hands-on activities, crafts, I guess some people could call it. And okay. I said, let's make a dream board, like a vision board. Yes. Dream board. Some of us have done We've done, done those. those before, okay. yes. Okay, I like it. So because it makes something real, tangible. So you're going you're gonna to put on this particular exercise, I said you're going to put uh, one or two things that you would like to share with the group. I told everybody we were going to share them, but I'd like you to find pictures of things that if you, if, if money were no object tomorrow – that you would like to go and purchase or like to do. It could be a vacation, could be whatever. It was a way for the team to get to know each other because they didn't know each other that well for whatever reason. The prior leader didn't really get them together very much. And I thought, A, they'd get to know each other. I'd get to know them. And it would give them a little bit of that, like putting the thought in their mind of, of what they could possibly achieve. So we do the exercise, and I went around the room and everybody was sharing their things. And we had pictures of uh, somebody who had a picture. I had it on a sl- actual slideshow projector so everybody could see it. And it was like, Samantha, what's this picture represent? Well, that's a picture of um, Fiji. And I'd like to go on a vacation with my family to Fiji. Awesome. You know, that's something, right? You could yes. go on a vacation to Fiji. That's great. Next person, you know, I don't know. They'd have, uh, you know, a house that they were going to buy in Mexico in this big, you know, gorgeous house. Okay, great. So I get to this one person. And the picture was uh, a car, and I got to be careful how I say this. So, I, so it was a car, and it. And I'm not a car expert, but it didn't look like a new car. It looked like a souped-up kind of um, older car. So it had like real fancy wheels on it. it was, was it a '64 Impala? Because that would have been my dream oh, board. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't like a classic. 
No, no, I, no I'm, I'm going back to like 1995, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, MTV. Oh, like, nice. Like, no, I want a 64 Impala. Nice. Yeah. But, ah, I can see you. In yeah, that. gold spoke rims, uh, hydraulics, although I a cousin like of mine is, is, is in the hot rod industry, and yes. he told me... Um, um, Hydraulics are out. It's all about airbags these days. They okay. put airbag airbags into the into the suspension. But nonetheless, yeah. at some point in my life, it may only be for six months. I'm going to have a '64 Impala with switches that I can get up in three wheel motion. But I, love that. I digress. So that was. Have you not... ever had a car with hydraulics before? No. No, up to today. Okay. No, I've never even owned a brand new car. <laughs> True story. I've never owned a brand new car. Forty one years old. Yeah. That's a life goal. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, so that, that was not have, my yeah. that was not my dream board. That was someone else's that dream board who has a who has a a pre-owned souped-up vehicle. Yes. Okay. And so I assumed, like you just said, you perfect lead-in. I assumed that this was a specific model of a car. So I asked him, you know, John, we'll call him John. Tell me about this car. Like, so it looks like a very specific thing here that you have here. And he's like, Oh yeah, well. Um, no, it's just the one I could find the picture of for that particular year. I said, oh, is it, is it, it was like a 10-year-old car, let's say. And it wasn't a big fancy brand, per se. And I said, so is there something about that year that really means something to you, speaks to you? You know, I'm, think, I'm like trying to drag out of him why he picked this particular car. Soft-spoken guy. And he said, um, no, no, I, it's just I like that kind of car. And so nothing about that year. And I said, oh, okay. So afterwards, I didn't want to keep dragging it. You know, I could tell he didn't want to talk more about it. After the class, after the meeting, I said, so tell me more about the car. There must have been something more to it because why wouldn't you have yeah. a new version of that? Yeah, exact- it's a dream board. I think it was a BMW. Yep. Yeah, I said, why wouldn't you want a new, just out of curiosity. He said, oh, well, true story. He said, well, because I could never get a new one. I could never afford a new one. It's a dream board. I said, so, um, so John... You can the whole exercise was that you could get anything that you wanted, but in his mind, yeah. in an exercise where we were going all for it, he actually had such a limiting belief that he would never be able to make enough to afford a new model. Wow, so, of that so car. where do you start with someone like John? Like, yeah. what what's the first step for him besides yeah. to give the guy a hug? I know. Yeah, I mean, it's sad, right? Because it's like, no, you can get a new one, buddy. And I'm like, and we like let's, and that's what I did. So the next step was to help him realize. So what color would you want? Like, I want you to see that car. You know, and there again, it's just symbolic. So some people are listening, like well, maybe the guy doesn't care about the car, but he did. He wanted that car, and I'm like, so let's get you that car, so you can drive every day, knowing that you can put do anything that you want, John. So it was um, for me, it was being his being his supporter, being a cheerleader. I wasn't his direct leader. There was a le- person in between, so I worked with that leader to get him a mentor and to really just build his confidence. Yeah. Um, and give him small wins, right? Give him things that he could achieve and win at. Smart guy. No reason he couldn't do anything anybody else could. He just had his own mind. And when we dug in, as an aside, um, his family. He came from a family that uh, they actually saw money as a negative thing. Okay. It was um, that was just in his, you know, in his in his Quakers. family's DNA. Yeah, were they, were they yeah. They didn't exactly. They thought that that was uh, too ostentatious to have money and to, you know. So there was a lot of psychology, and we all, to different degrees, varying degrees, have different things, and it could be subtle. But I think telling ourselves, and I mean, you can get really. I don't want to get too airy fairy here and too like esoteric, weird com- conversation. But I like there's weird. A lot Weird's to, good. There's a lot to be said for just affirmations. And if people have never tried, I always say, don't knock it till you try it. Because I've known and I have had people, myself and others, that have had from literally like repeating positive things and you are listening. You know, there's rec- uh, plenty of apps you can use to hear things where you're actually programming into your mind 
positive statements and affirmations, it makes a difference because our brains are like a computer. So whatever we put into the computer, mm -hmm. it's in it's in there. It's in the you know, it's in the guts of there. It doesn't, what, it doesn't leave. One so. of my favorite phrases, and it's an inside joke with a group of friends of, of, of mine, but it's um, the phrase, sure, why not? Mm. Sure, why not? Like, yeah. like, why can't you do that? Why shouldn't you try Why shouldn't right. you try the BOA? That's right. Look, you may You're get right. laughed off, but at least you can say, hey, I tried it. These were the results. Yeah. The worst thing that will happen is that it'll actually produce positive results, right. and now you have to travel the freaking Bowen constrictor right. across the country when you're you go right. on your speaking engagements. You're so right, though. Yeah, I've had, I think we all have ideas and things. If we just, to your original point earlier, there's no shortage of ideas. We're all creative beings and have plenty of thoughts. It's usually just, why don't you do it? Yeah, yep. are you afraid of, why don't you post every day, people watching? Why don't you? You like, you know, you're afraid of, yeah, looking bad. By the way, um, public service announcement. Where's the camera that we're in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Public service announcement. Here we go. No one likes the way that they look and sound on videos, especially in the beginning. You might be able to kind of get used to it or get over it, but I've not met anyone yet. Like the first video they do, like I'm talking live or recorded videos on social media that people are like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I am awesome. People usually are like, oh, ooh, ooh, yeah. I look like that. I sound like that. I have that many Whatever. You know, you're like, no, I don't like it. Can we do it again? Or So you just have to keep going through that. And yeah, and just that's why I like live videos because they're out there. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's done. It's Good. done. Because if I could show you my phone, there's 500 videos that Except I've recorded for, that I haven't posted. I have so. to share this. And it's um, <laughs> uh, it's kind of embarrassing in a, in a positive way. Oh, good. So I'm tucking my daughter in last night and I, my cell phone's in my pocket because unfortunately for my family, I'm glued to it. Yeah. Right? I am glued to it in between commercials. Well, I'm checking work emails. Yeah, and, yeah. um, but I'm, t I'm talking to her and, and I pocket dial, but I don't pocket dial. I pocket oh. podcast. True. I mean, oh, pocket podcast. Pocket. And thing. right now the podcast I'm listening to is Business War. So it, it, and, and, and before that it was Rogan because Jocko was just on Rogan. Yep. And I wanted to listen to that episode. That could have been dangerous though. Can you imagine if you were... What? I mean. uh, she's my daughter. So okay. no, there's... Uh, she's And she's like all me nonetheless. <laughs> but no, so... I pocket dial us, the, the Loan Officer Podcast. Oh, that is right. Awful. So it starts playing oh, in my funny. pocket. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> leaning over bed, like, you know, I'm literally tucking her in. And we play our little games and I'm giving her a kiss on the forehead and everything else. Oh, and I start listening because I don't listen. Right. Because I cringe when I hear myself yeah. speak. But no, what was, what was embarrassingly cute about it is I started laughing. And I said to her, I go, oh, this was this one was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, right. That's she great. goes, she and she said, and she's That's pretty great. like in the know. She just mm -hmm. like gets things. She goes, it's really cool that you're laughing at your own podcast. Oh, that is good. And, that and, is a good sign. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're. But I was like, I forgot I even said that. Let alone, you know, about this episode because it was an episode from like three or four weeks ago. Yes. Um, but it, you, when you're talking about, hey, look. You know, just do things in life. Like just if, if you want to do something, do it. Put the video out there. Create the, the audio. And more importantly, stick to it. Yes. Like I have, a, I have a rule, two years. My rule is two years. Yeah. Do not try to do something if you can't commit two years to it. Yeah, you're right. Because anything short, you know, yeah, you just try something in a little spurt. And not there again, not to make this a male or female, but I'd be remiss if I didn't speak to the female audience since I'm a female, um, I know this. Women can be extra tough on themselves. Mm -hmm. We just can. Um, we were our own worst critics. Not to say men can't be critical of themselves, oh. but I think as a general rule, women, just something about it, I don't know, we just like to pick ourselves physically, 
uh, everything apart. Well, we your really do, your so. societal expectations are through the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and and some of it's 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 subconscious because you you grew up in this world. Right. You were raised this way, and even if things were said and done subconsciously, they they still impacted the way you are today. Right. I mean, it's. You yeah, know, uh, and and that's a whole nother. I'm gonna yeah. get on a soapbox, and I truly try not to get too like, well, whether it's political right. or whether it's it's too commentary or too yeah. opinionated. But I would just say this from an outsider looking in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Women have it a lot more difficult. Yes. In terms of what is expected and and what is um, accepted. Yeah. Um, exactly. compared to at least, you know, at least to me yeah. and what is expected and allowed and, mm-hmm. and expected out of me. Yeah. Um, you know, something I want to circle back on and, and, and we probably should find a way to wrap it up. Um, but you were mentioning, and we were talking about the, the need to have someone in your corner, mm. right? The need to have yeah. someone who believes in you on the days that you don't believe in you, or the need to have an accountability partner that, you know what, you don't really feel like doing X, Y, or Z, but you're going to let that person down. So you're going to do it instead. Even if you only do it at 50%, you're still going to do it. Still did it, yep. One thing I'd want the audience to to understand about that too is you also don't need a yes man or a yes woman in your corner. Very true. So you have to have an open heart and an open mind. When we're talking about mindset, like to me it would be, is your heart open right. and is your mind open? Because if both are closed off, it's going to be very difficult for anyone, including yes. yourself, by yes. the way, to change. And yeah. if nothing changes, nothing changes. Meaning if you're not willing to change, you're not going to get the, re- you're not going to get any different results than what you're used to. Yeah. But you have to have a person in your corner who does believe in you, Yes. but will call you out. But by the way, calling you out is not in a mean way. Well, and, and, and it's yeah. not. Please don't don't ever. I, don't, I wouldn't want anyone to take it this way. As if it's like, oh, you could never do that. Oh, that's too hard. Or my my least favorite is, oh, that's already been done. Yeah. Well, guess what? When yeah. I entered the mortgage industry in two thousand and four, right. it had already been done. That's right. And here's a little secret to the audience. I've been very fortunate, as well as my two business partners, as well as another. Four dozen people yes. that 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 I work closely with to have extremely wildly fulfilling and successful careers in an industry that was quote unquote already, already done. Saturated. Yeah. So already, so never yeah. let someone say, well, you missed the boat on that, or yep. that's already been done. Nine times out of ten, you can still do it and maybe do it a little bit different or a little bit better. Yep. Or it's a large enough market that you can slide in and take your teeny tiny little slice of market share and still find something that you're good at and that's rewarding both financially yeah. and fulfilling. So when I say make sure they they have your your you know they're in your corner good and bad, never in a way that they make you feel like you can't do something, but in a way that they're going to call you out or yes. call you to the to the table. I agree. So an example of that would be just recently, one of my friends and we're accountability partners to each other. He wanted to tell me, um, oh, I can't read nonfiction. So we, we were talking about John Maxwell's book, mm-hmm. right? We were, we were talking about um, uh, Jocko's book that I'm reading called Extreme Leadership. By the way, awesome I book. I haven't read that. Awesome, yeah. awesome book. Okay. Um, my next one is Atomic great. Habits. So I finished Jocko tonight. I'll, I'll go into Atomic Habits tomorrow. Okay. But um, when, when, when he when said, he oh, said, I can't he goes, read. He, I can't. Yeah, I don't. And I yeah. looked at him. I go, you can't read? You can't read? Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Dude, you have a master's degree, an MBA. Right. You're saying you went through six years of college not being able to read? Right. And he looked at me as if I had three heads, 
and a little bit maybe like I was being an asshole, but I'm like, hey, I'm not right. just do me a favor and tell me you're not willing That's right. to read. Because the yeah, because to your point, he's actually telling himself both literally by saying it, but also in his mind that he he's saying that he can't the, yeah, his yeah, brain I hurt, can't, I can't, I can't do read. It. I'm like, no, you can do yeah. it. You're just not willing yeah. to do so it. So his brain goes to work on making that statement true. Yeah. yeah, you can't. You're right. You won't pick up the book, you won't put the time aside to do it, you won't do it. So a good little hack for that that I stole from someone years ago is anytime someone else says something that you can't do or says something negative, or if you say it to yourself, just to add a but to the end of that statement. Ooh. So it's a little heck. So like a but, not a but, but a but. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can't do that. Say out loud if you okay. can. Like, but. L- let's try I it. could do that, right? Okay. You know, like, so you I can't. can't. I can't run a marathon. But. If I train for the next six right. weeks. You could I'll run be, something. Yeah. yeah. But true story, yeah. I've but. never run more than 13.1 miles. And I've only done that twice in my life. Yep. A marathon is 26.2. Yeah. It's double that. Yeah. Right now, today, I could go out and run a marathon. Yes. I couldn't run it fast. Right. But if your life depends, I, yeah. I, I may need to stop and yeah. walk. I may need to stop and rest. Yeah. I may need to stop and buy new shoes and bandage my feet. Right. Because I've blistered and bled that bad. But I can do it. Okay. Yes. I'm just not willing to, yep. or maybe I don't have the time. That's right. Yeah. But I but can. But you can. Yeah. Physically. And even if there was something that no one has ever accomplished, it, you know, you could still say, but I but I could but, be the first person on earth that's ever yes. done that. Right? But that's why I'm going to do this to show that it, prove that it can be done. Whatever it is. So, yeah, the, the little butt thinking is kind of an interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting I, I can't fly F-18s right. in the United States. Because they say I have bad vision in my left eye. Yeah. But maybe if I went to Afghanistan, they would let me fly their F-18s. That's right. Because maybe there, yeah. they have, you know, they, they give me credit that my total eyesight's 20-20. Yes. Which it is. My, my, my total eyesight, 20-20. Now, that's because I'm 20, like 10 in the right <laughs> eye, and I'm like 20-60 well, no, in, in the left oh, eye. okay. I got you. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you. I have really good vision in one yeah. eye. I have really poor vision in the other. Yeah. So maybe the U.S. Air Force is like, uh-uh. Um, which, yeah. by the way, if my son okay. listens to this episode, I'm sure I'm butchering F-18 and Air Force. So he'll be like, <laughs> Dad, the F-18 was retired or the F-18 is a Navy one. And, the, you know, that's great but that he knows just, all that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what he's into. Yeah, that's his thing. That's his jam. Yeah, but, that's but like in that's general, awesome. you're right. If yeah. I added a but, but somewhere I can. Yeah. If I really wanted to do it. Now okay. then. Um, to your point, I like the be what you said. Be honest with yourself because that's what it all comes down well, to, right? Like, so if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it, but don't lie to yourself and say that you can't do it because you can. You know, we all have things we can do. So yeah. it's fun. I, I think it's a journey, and I'll tell you as, as much to bring it full circle. Uh, it's a journey, and and I'm lucky that I have someone in my life, my my partner, my boyfriend of many years, that is my biggest supporter, biggest cheerleader. I always say that if I wanted to go start, I don't know, an ice cream truck whatever tomorrow he'd be like you'll be the best ice cream truck you know truck operator out there but he's also the same person to your point that not with malice uh certainly but with kind heart kindness um will be will critique me right because he knows me best and he will say that wasn't your best i think you could do better than that you know what are you doing to work on that because that wasn't the whatever so it's great that i'm lucky and not everyone has that that person but they should find those people or that tribe of people that want to see them do well and so a little plug it's not even a plug because i'm not trying to get anything from it 
But oh, plug away, please. I have, but genuinely, just if someone would like to, to meet someone that uh, is a motivated person and a person that is kind and would like to be into my, uh, get to know me and my circle of friends and people that I know, I have a, um, I'm very blessed and lucky to have a lot of good connections and good friends and uh, people in my world that like to support other people would love to connect yeah so with so how could someone how could someone contact you if they're interested in learning more about everything from mindset to self-development to, yeah. to sales training sales coaching how does someone seek your knowledge and your experience and possibly even your services yeah thanks um, so if you just google my name Toby Moyle there's a T-O-B-I. T-O-B-I, Toby with an I. There's a lot of ways to reach, you know, connect with me. Um, but, yeah, the, the two biggest places that I bring value is, is, is a, in one person, I was going to say a human being, as opposed to, I don't know what, an animal, a human being that would like to work on achieving a goal, developing themselves, usually there again in the area of, of, of business, of, of professional goals. But it always ends up being a lot of, you know, I'm work, I, I, I like to say I work with salespeople and sales leader, equal part on the sales and equal part on the person. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing both. But I love to help people individually. And then if you're a, a company owner or a sales leader, team leader, who would like to bring me in and be the in-house coach, either for a short period of time or an ongoing relationship, um, that's what I love to do. So I just like to help people. And uh, because of my background is in the mortgage industry, so I have a very specific knowledge around mortgage world, finance, real estate. I coach a lot of real estate financial advisors, and, yeah. life insurance salespeople, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, I have some other business, small business owners because at the end of the day, all of this stuff is the same no matter what. But can I give some very tactical knowledge and experience about calculating income and structuring loans and that kind of stuff? Obviously, yes. I can because that's what I did for, for a long time. So, um, so yeah, I'd love to meet people. I just like to support, though, and I also don't want people ever to think that they have to worry about, like, I'm going to charge someone to talk to them. And, you know, like, I, I like to help. If I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I so hear you. I only make money as because I have to live, but it's certainly – I certainly like, try to help as many people as I can. Our young people, I love, and I do currently mentor a lot of young women that are uh, college age that are maybe entering the workforce. So, because I have a lot of connections as well. So, if there's any uh, young ladies out there that would like um, to have a female in their corner um, to help them, give them some advice on entering the workforce, I love to do those kind of things. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, you have been tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. She's Toby Moyle. I'm Dustin Owen. This has been Mindset with Moyle. Thanks for listening, but we got to go. Peace.